boys and girls for that good reminder. You could be turning your Bibles this morning to Psalm 119. We'll begin there. We'll be in a couple of different passages today. You begin there in Psalm 119. They've been talking about life and focusing upon life today. And what a wonderful gift life really is. John Boykin once said, time is life. Nothing more, nothing less. Time is life. Nothing more, nothing less. He said, the way you spend your hours and days are the way you spend your life. And you know what? He's right. So I ask you to this morning, dear friend, how are you spending your life? Or to make it maybe even easier to answer, answer this question. How are you spending your days and your hours? How you spend your time is how you spend your life. We forget that. We think about life as just the sum total life. But really life is made up of those days and those weeks and those moments and those seconds. I understand someone once asked the great preacher George Whitfield what he would do if he knew that Christ was coming back in three days. What would you do, George, if you knew that the Lord was coming back in three days? You know what he answered? He answered with these words, and I quote, I would do just what I have scheduled to do, end quote. Now think about that. That's a man who has his priorities straight. That's a man who's doing the right things. He's spending his time, his life in a way that honors God. What about you? What if you knew? That Jesus was returning again in three days. This Wednesday, you knew the Lord Jesus was coming again. Would you make any adjustments to your calendar? Would you make any major adjustments to your schedule? Would it look totally different than what it does right now? Would, your, would you have a major adjustment in your focus and your priorities uh, all of a sudden? Now, truth be known, Jesus could come back in three days. In fact, he could come back in three minutes. He could come back at any time. Are you ready? Are you ready if the Lord Jesus were to return this hour? That begins, of course, by knowing the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Realizing you're a sinner, realizing you cannot save yourself, realizing that he, as God in the flesh, gave his life. He shed his blood. He died on the cross voluntarily after living a sinless, perfect life and took upon himself your sin and my sin that we might have life. And then the third day, as they just sang about, he rose and because he lives, we can live eternally. That's the beginning of new life. If you never received new life, we talk about life and the sanctity of life and the preciousness of life. Listen, we're here upon this earth as a precious gift, but this is not the end. We're going to spend eternity in one of two places, heaven or hell. And the difference between heaven and hell is the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never received him as your savior, come today, come today. Now, Christian, how about you? How are you spending your, your life, your time. Are you wasting it? Now, remember, you only get one. You recognize that, right? You don't get two or three. You get one life. Paul Meyer said most time is wasted, not in hours, but in minutes. He said a bucket with a small hole in the bottom gets just as empty as a bucket that gets kicked over. You ever think about that? One drop at a time. One drop at a time. Roy Smith said it this way, each morning puts a man on trial 
And each evening passes judgment. Each morning puts a man on trial and each evening passes judgment. What will this day look like when it's all said and done for you? Now, you began very well. You know why? You're in God's house. You're here today to worship him and to honor him. But what about the rest of the day? What about the rest of today's moments and, and seconds and hours? And what would the rest of this day hold for you? You know, at the end of today, this day of your life is over and there are no do overs. What you do today is done. Now, one of the reasons we're beginning a brand new sermon series called Getting Focused in 2011 is to do just that. We want to get focused on some important areas in your life. We want to make sure we're doing what God wants us to be doing in these areas. And we're going to look at four main areas over the next uh, couple of, I guess, with all the special events coming up with Men's Day. And over the next couple of months, we're going to look at four specific areas. We're going to try to get focused on your faith. That's today, your family, your fitness and your finances. Now, why these four? Well, think about that. Your faith, your family, your fitness and your finances is going to determine a great deal what your life is going to be like. You ever think about that? Those are four key areas. And as long as you have life, you can see improvement, I believe, in those areas, in your faith, in your family, in your fitness and your finances. Now, perhaps somebody here has already given up in one of those areas. You say, well, I've already tried and I give up. I want to encourage you, don't make it final. Don't give up completely. I want to encourage you from God's word over the next time, uh, several times together to become what God wants you to become and be what God wants you to be. Listen, if the Lord grants us 2011, all of it, it could be the greatest year you've ever had in your life. That's my prayer for you. And I want to see growth in all of us in the areas of our faith, our family, our fitness and our finances. But it will not happen overnight. Now, you can come to the Lord this very moment and your life will be changed forever for all eternity. But then there's a growing stage. Is there not? None of us have arrived. None of us are there. Even in our faith, we continue to grow in these other areas as well. Minute by minute. Today matters. Today matters. Today you're living your life. This very moment, you're spending your time, you're spending your life. Do you understand just how precious life is and time is? To understand the value of one year, ask the student who failed the final exam. To, to understand the value of one month, ask the mother who just gave birth to a premature baby. To understand the value of one week, ask the editor of a weekly news magazine. To understand the value of one day, ask the wage earner who has six children at home. To understand the value of just one hour, ask the two lovers who are waiting to meet. To understand the value of one minute, ask the person who just missed the plane. To understand the value of one second, ask the person who survived the accident. And then to know the value of one millisecond, ask the Olympic silver medalist. And they'll all tell you just how precious time is. Time is a gift. Life is a gift. It's precious. So use it wisely. Now, let's focus on our faith today. That's the main area we're looking at. And I want to say again, as I've said before, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship. It's a relationship with a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. And day by day, we're to be spending time with the Lord Jesus, walking with him and talking with him and enjoying his presence and growing more like him. 
And as I was preparing today's message, I decided I wanted to be as simple and as practical as I could be. And I decided I'm going to narrow this thing down and make it so simple to get a hold of and take with us that we can get a hold of it. And so I decided to give you today three things to do every day to keep you focused on your faith. Three things. That's it. Three things. You might want to write these down. You might want to take a care card there in the pew. And uh, one of those little pencils or a pen you might have brought along. And write these three things down. You can check yourself throughout this coming week. I'm going to go ahead and give you all three. You can write them down. Then we'll talk about them individually. Here it is. The focus on your faith. Every day. Are you ready for these three? Every day. Listen to God. Talk to God. And live for God. Every day. Every day. Listen to God. Talk to God and live for God. Now, that's as simple as I could boil it down. Listen to God. Talk to God and live for God. Let's talk about a individual. Number one, every day you're to listen to God. You have Psalm 119, I guess, by now. If not, look there. Psalm 119 and we'll find verse 105. You were afraid I was going to preach the whole passage, weren't you? When you see some Psalm 119. Uh, it's 176 verses there. We would, we'd be here for the rest of our lives, wouldn't we? Psalm 119, one verse there. You can write this reference down to the next to listen to God. Psalm 119, 105. The Bible says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, 105. Now listen, if we're going to grow in our faith, If we're going to mature as believers, we become more like the Lord Jesus. We have to spend time with him. Now, we have to listen to God. Now, how do we listen to God? Well, God speaks primarily through this book, the word of God, the Holy Bible. And in this life in which we're walking, we need a lamp. We need light. We need direction. We need help. We we live in some tough situations, some tough times. We need God's word. We need to listen to God every day. So I ask you, do you ever crack open your Bible? I won't make you do it, but I almost want to ask you to hold your Bible up, but I won't do it. I hope you bring your Bible to church and you follow along. But listen, during the week, outside of Sunday school, outside of Sunday morning worship, do you ever take God's word personally and open it up and read and listen to God? This is God's word to you. This is a precious gift, better than silver or gold we hold in our hands today. It's a lamp and a light in our life. And I ask you, do you ever crack open the word of God? God speaks primarily through his word, but he also speaks through his Holy Spirit. Every believer has the Holy Spirit dwelling him or her. And the Holy Spirit, he he, he guides and he directs and he helps. And he always listens. He always guides according to his word. That is, if you're doing something that God's word says don't do, that's not the Holy Spirit leading you in that direction. God never leads contrary to his word. But God, the Holy Spirit, guides us. And perhaps you're going through the week and maybe you, you, the, the Holy Spirit will guide say, go talk to that person about Christ. You need to pray for this person or whatever. God guides and speaks to us through his word and through the Holy Spirit. And God oftentimes will some, you know, speak to us through the words of other Christians as they use God's word. Uh, Maybe a Sunday school lesson, Uh, maybe a sermon, 
Maybe another believer and you're talking to them and they say, listen, God's word says. And so God speaks through us in these various ways, primarily through his word, through his Holy Spirit, through the words of other Christians using the word of God. But listen, let me ask you this. Are you making it a point to listen to God every single day? I didn't say to read 10 chapters or the whole New Testament or anything like that. We're encouraging you to take the challenge to read through God's word this year. It's not too late to get started, but just take a portion even a verse is better than nothing. And listen to God. Listen, fellas, let me ask you this. What would happen at your house if you never listened to your wife? I mean, she speaks and you, you just tune her out. She leaves you notes laying around the house. You never pick them up and read them. It's as if she's non-existent. Now, I hope you have to imagine this, guys, and you can't speak from experience. But what would happen in that situation? And at the same time, you're tuning her out and you're never listening to her. You're not reading your notes. You're out saying, boy, I love my wife. Man, I just think she's great. I love her. But you know what, sir? Your behavior betrays your speech. You're saying one thing and doing something else. Many of us, we sang today, oh, how I love Jesus this morning. We sang that together, didn't we? I love you, Lord. Yet we never take a moment during the day to sit down and listen to him. How about you? Do you take time to listen to God every day? You read his word. You allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. You're open for good, godly Christian counsel. Do you listen to God every day? Now, this is a relationship, right? In a relationship, you have those who are, are talking and those who are listening. And so let's bring in the balance here. We not only listen to God every day, we also talk to God. We talk to God. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 17 you want to jot that reference down? And it's a, a pretty straightforward verse. It's a pretty simple verse. In fact, you could probably memorize it before we're done today. You ready? Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. That's what 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says. Pray without ceasing. Now, God speaks to us through his word, and we speak to God through prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is talking to God. Now, here's the real question. Now, what does it mean when the Bible says pray without ceasing? Is God saying to us, listen, I want you to give up everything else. I want you to give up working and sleeping and bathing and eating and everything else. And I want you just to spend all your time with your head bowed, your eyes closed. And I want you to have your hands folded. I want you to be on your knees. And I want you to spend the rest of your life just like that and never move. Is that what God's saying? Of course not. That's not what he's saying at all. Pray without ceasing. A constable in his notes said that the, the uh, Greek writers used the adverb. We have translated there without ceasing. They used it to describe a hacking cough. You ever had a hacking cough? Nobody in here has one today. Usually you have one in the congregation, you know, it just keeps going. But thankfully nobody has to get embarrassed today, right? I don't want you to get negative. Think about a hacking cough. Does that mean you cough every moment of every day? No. But it means that cough's always with you, isn't it? You're coughing. Now, here's the idea. What he's saying is he didn't want them to pray every moment, you know, with head down behind close. But the idea is they're praying whenever possible. They're in that spirit of prayer. It's touching base all throughout the day. To use a better analogy for us today, to pray like some of you text. You know who you are. We can probably spot you. Your thumbs are calloused, right? You, you text and you send a text, send a text, 
No text, text. Thousands, maybe. Well, what about if you prayed like that? What if you prayed every time you texted? Can you imagine how much your prayer life would improve? It's the idea of staying in contact and touch all throughout the day. Carrying on a conversation with the Lord. Letting the conversation go on. Somebody says it's kind of like leaving the phone off the, the hook there. And they're still connected. You can pick it up and talk to them and put it back down. It is shooting up those sentence prayers, those thought prayers, those prayer stuff that you continue to talk to God. Some people call this talking to God, listening to God. Some people call it a devotions or a quiet time or God night time or whatever. But whatever you choose to call it, it's relationship building. You're building your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So every day you set out and you say, you know what, today I'm going to listen to God. I'm going to talk to God. And then thirdly, I'm going to live for God. Live for God. Now go to 1 Corinthians 10.31. I'm going to jot that reference down. 1 Corinthians 10.31. And we have there our passage for this particular uh, point. 1 Corinthians 10.31. And the Bible says there, therefore... Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Now, this is living your day God centered. And, you know, one great way to do that, beloved, is to give the day to God. First thing, give the day to God. First thing, maybe you heard about the Christian who prayed this prayer. Dear Lord, so far today, I've done all right. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been greedy or grumpy or nasty or selfish. I haven't been overindulgent. I'm very thankful for that. But in a few minutes, God, I'm going to get out of bed. (laughs) And from then on, I'm probably going to need a whole lot more help. Now, think about that. How about this? Every day before you roll out of bed, what if you just take just a moment there and commit that day to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm giving today to you. I'm surrendering a fresh and new to you today. I'm reporting for duty. Lord, here's what I have planned. Here's my schedule. Here's my to-do list. Here's what I need to get accomplished. Here's everything I'm trying to do today. And I give all these to you. And I want you to take them. And I want you to guide me throughout this day. You know what? A lot of that stress and strain of life can roll right off your shoulders when you do that. Because when things go awry, as they oftentimes do, you can say, it's all right. God is guiding my steps. And you can trust him to guide you that day. Now, we're to live for God. Now, how do you live for God? Well, look at First Corinthians ten thirty one again. It says there, therefore, whether you eat or drink. Now, wait a minute, is God interested in our eating and drinking? Yes. We'll talk more about that on focus on your fitness. Whatever you do, that's pretty broad. Yeah, that's everything. Do how much of it to the glory of God? Do all to the glory of God. So let's talk about it for a moment. How do you live for God? Here's how you do it. Whatever you're doing, do it for Him. Period. Whatever you're doing, do it for Him. You say, well, what do you mean? Whatever you're doing, do it for Him. Some of you guys are farmers and and you're out cleaning out chicken houses. Do it for God. Some of you are working on a job. You're teaching a class. Do it for God. Uh, Some of you may be involved in in, uh, different things. Whatever it is you do, do it for God. Do it as an offering, as a sacrifice to God. Do the best you can. Do it to the glory of God. And thank Him all while you're doing it. Do it for Him. When you sit down and eat, do it for God. When you have something to drink, do it for God. Whatever you're doing, when you're driving, do it for God. When you change your diaper, do it for God. Very practical. I'm not talking about some weird... I mean just living your life for the glory of God. 
honoring him in all things. He says, God really want me to do that for his glory? Let's read it again. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Sleep to the glory of God. Rest to the glory of God. Listen, watch TV. If you're going to watch TV, you better do it to the glory of God. If it's something doesn't glorify God, you better not watch it. You understand where I'm going with this? Do it all to the glory of God. Now, there's so much we could say under this point. We could pull our mission statement in right here. Say, live for God. Glorify God. Grow more like Jesus. Go with the gospel. Listen. But I believe if you're really God-centered, if you're really living for God every day, these other things will be evident. You'll be giving out praises to God. You'll be giving out the gospel. Imagine if you lived every day to the glory of God. You lived every day. You live for God. You're going to be giving out the gospel. People are going to notice a difference about you. You're going to have opportunities that are going to come. And you're going to speak a word for Christ. So every day, very simply, listen to God. Talk to God. And live for God. You say, wait a minute, preacher. Is that really your sermon today? I mean, is that really it? Every day, listen to God, talk to God, live for God. That's pretty simple, pretty basic stuff. Yes, it is. Well, let me ask you one more question. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Every day. Every day are you listening to God? Did you open your Bible yesterday? Did you open it the day before? Did you open it the day before? Not here to make you feel better than that. I just want you to think about it. Secondly, every day do you talk to God? Do you pray? Every day. And then thirdly, every day do you live for God? If we're honest, a lot of times I say, you know what? A couple of days I live for myself. You see, you're spending your life moment by moment. You're spending your life. See, life, life is not just this big thing out here we can't touch. Life is right this moment, right today, right this second. You're spending your life right now. You're spending it. Now, I believe if you spend every day of 2011 that God gives you really listening to God, really talking to God, really living for God, your year, if the Lord gives you the whole year, at the end, you can say, you know, it's been a great year. May have been a hard year, may have been a challenging year. Say, so you know what? This year was a great year. Why? Because I grew in my faith. I grew more like the Lord Jesus. I ran across a prayer from an anonymous author, but it sums up everything I've tried to say today. And I want you to hear this prayer. I want you to listen to the words. Here's what the author wrote. This is the beginning of a new day. God has given me this day to use as I will. I can waste it or use it for good. But what I do today is important because I'm exchanging a day of my life for it. When tomorrow comes, this day will be gone forever, leaving in its place something that I have traded for it. I want it to be a gain and not a loss, good and not evil, success and not failure, in order that I shall not regret the price that I have paid for it. Amen. In a little while, this day will be over. You'll have traded one day of your life for what you do today. Let me encourage you to focus on your faith. Here's what you do. Today, listen to God. Today, talk to God. Today, live for God. Tomorrow, listen to God. Talk to God. 
Live for God. Tuesday, listen to God. Talk to God. Live for God. Wednesday, and on and on and on. And beloved, that will help you to stay focused on your faith. You see, that's so basic, so simple. Yes, it is! But we so often say, oh, we think things are so hard, don't we? It's a relationship. It takes time. Today, listen to God. Today, talk to God. Today, live for God. And even if this is your last day, if you've done that, you can go to be with Him with no regrets, right? Today was spent for His honor and His glory. Today was God-centered. Today was a glorious day for our glorious Lord. Would you bow your head and close your eyes for a moment? I just want to speak to you real quickly. Number one, I wonder if there's somebody here today who does not know Jesus Christ as Savior. If you really want to have life and life abundant, that begins by receiving Christ as your Savior. In a moment, we're going to invite you to come to this altar. Very simply, if you come and want to receive Christ, we'll put you with someone who will take a Bible and sit down with you and share with you clearly and simply the gospel and answer any questions you might have and help you to understand as God's leading you to place your faith in Christ. So in a moment when we stand and sing, we'll invite you to come. You need Christ as Savior. Then I wonder for those who know him already, in a moment when we stand and sing, maybe if you were honest, you'd have to say that you had not been spending your days in a way that honors God. Maybe you'd like to come today and not only ask the Lord to uh, forgive all that wasted time, but at the same time ask Him to help you to begin today to live every day for Him. uh, To help uh, you to listen to Him and talk to Him and live for Him. And maybe you just want to come and make a fresh surrender of your life today to the Lord and say, God, 2011, I don't know what it holds, but I want it to be a year where I really grow more like Jesus. And whatever that means, Father, I want to trust you in doing that. So in a moment when we sing, the altar's open for you as well. Father, we love you and praise you and thank you for your word. Thank you for the relationship we can have with Christ. Father, we try to make things so difficult. Help us to understand it's a relationship. Help us to understand it's about growing and spending time together. Help us to listen to you. Help us to talk to you. Help us to live for you. Now, Father, I pray right now, if there are some folks that don't know you, in this next moment or two when we sing, I pray that you bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I pray for Christians, Lord, if you would draw them to yourself and they need to make a fresh surrender today, I pray, Lord, they would do that as we sing this closing song. We ask these things in the Savior's name. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is a very appropriate one, I think, day by day and with each passing morning. And so I want to say, as we stand and sing, you need Christ to come. Your Christians want to come and get a fresh surrender. Would you come and kneel at this altar and say, God, here I am. Use me for your glory. 66. It's our closing hymn. 66. Day by day, we'll stand and sing. The altar's open 66. Oh.